listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. Mmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. Butter a carb? Will you stop eating? We else try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a very special episode of Foodies Watching Movies. I am your host, Veronica, and this is season three, 16. episode 16. I did it right? Okay, great. Perfect. That episode was great. 16, yeah. Uh, we are, like I said, we're live at LaffyCon, and joining me, as always, co host Nate. How's it going? Going good. I'm going good. Stoked that we're here and already almost through day one of LaffyCon. I feel like we barely even. We just started day one. It's already almost over. I know. It's been a blur. Also joining us today, uh, fellow co-host, Andrew Poor. Hi, guys. And his lovely, lovely wife, Liz. Hello. Co-host from Adulting Ain't Easy. Yes. Check them out on the Journey into Comics Network as well. And debuting season two tomorrow right here on this very stage. Great. So that's exciting. Get excited. Totally exciting. Also joining us, Tyler McLaughlin. How's it going? I feel like we've done a lot in a very short amount of time today. Yeah, it's a little bit overwhelming. Yes, totally, totally cool. But last and certainly not least, we know where we love her. The pod mom? Is that what we're calling you now? No. Don't no. call you that? That sounds old. I hate it. What, what, Please what, don't what, call what her that. Oh, name I like you? pod mom. No. Oh, yeah, that's so know. cute. I requested nothing with a pod. Okay. <laughs> she, she is know. Sarah. That's all okay, she is. Okay, simply Sarah. Fair enough. Welcome I I back like that either. to the audio queen watching movies. Sarah, how's it going? Uh... Good now that I'm not going to be anything with a pod. Okay, fair. We'll keep we'll keep no pods in it. So, guys, I don't know where we want to start. We kind of are going to just go off the rails here and talk about food and or movies. Tyler, you had a great first starting point because I think all of us today ate Guac Box. So, yes. local food truck here in Lafayette, Indiana, the Guac Box. I think I think they've only been in business now for two years, maybe one consecutive year. They've been here at LaffyCon the last several times we've been here, like the last three times. Okay. They've been here. But the second, I, 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 you're, you're right and you're right because we did the LaffyCon before Christmas in the middle that they were at as well. That's right. And that's, and that's They're, yeah. It's incredible. It's, it's so good. It's like gourmet Tex-Mex. Like, I don't even know what I had, but it was delicious. <laughs> I just ate. It was tacos of some sort. The yeah, guac was bet, so like, good, I ate it simple. off the floor. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> it felt, not the guac. The chips fell on the floor during uh, 
JIC, and I was like, I'm not letting. It's just five-second oh, no. rule. <laughs> That's how good they were. They were very good. Mm-hmm. They have like really simple, uh, m- like a really simple menu, like a couple different kinds of tacos. You can get your vegan vegetable kind of taco, the steak taco with like the shoestring potatoes and the super creamy, authentic queso. Mm-hmm. That was that delicious. Queso was next level. Mm-hmm. We well, didn't get any of the chicken ones though. Did you guys get chicken ones? I did no. get a chicken one. What? You did? Mm-hmm. I got steak. I think right. Was yeah, it, we got. Well, steak. How did it compare yeah, to the steak? But the there's steak like a phenomenal. secret menu. The, the I steak think. was very good. I mean, I think the chicken was definitely on par with the steak. Wait, Liz, did you just say something about a secret menu? Well, okay, so there's not actually like a cheese quesadilla on the menu, but someone asked for it and they got it, and I was like. Hey. So cool. Well, they have all the fixings to make it. Oh, I'm sure, but I was just... That's nice. They accommodated. Create a yeah. charge. It's going to be 47 cents. I had a specialty taco that I haven't had from them yet, and it had a... It was a steak taco with the corn salsa and, like, this guacamole... That's the one I got. ...sauce as well. That was really good. Mm-hmm. That was on point, and the steak was really well-seasoned. Big fan of guac box. How would you guys mm-hmm. rank their guacamole compared to other ones you've had? Because it's probably... One of the top, if not the top, of my guacamole. And we eat a lot of guacamole. We do. Liz's favorite, like, if we're going to Mexican, there's always a side of guacamole happening. I love making homemade guac. It's, like, my favorite thing. Yeah, Nate actually makes really good guac. I normally won't eat guacamole at a restaurant. Why? Especially a chain restaurant, because it comes out of a can. Oh. Yeah, most times it does. But at, like, like an actual place, it's... Authentic. Even yeah. even most of your Mexican restaurants, they come. It comes out of a can. You know, I went to a Mexican restaurant where they actually made it at the side of your it. table. And then process it. Mm-hmm. Cool. What? That's what you see. The table guac is a, always a big thing. Yeah, like they come up and they have all the ingredients mm-hmm. and then they make it in front of you to order like how you want it. You tell them, yeah, can I have more, more cilantro, more limes, more Less salt, maybe a little bit more salt. Whatever you want. Yeah. Cilantro is the devil's food. Do not put that in anything. You're wrong. Cilantro. You should you feel cilantro? bad about that. Utterly despise cilantro. Why? It is my least favorite thing. Because better from, than like onions. Corn County. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. <laughs> it's true. He doesn't like. I am it. from Corn County. I'm from corn everywhere, and I love. I would mecca. bathe in cilantro if I could. Bathe so, in it. Bathe in it. I'm just gonna put cilantro on your bed now, Nate. That's, That's disturbing. There's just gonna be like one cilantro leaf cut off, <laughs> <laughs> bloody in the bed, like Godfather. <laughs> Is Guac Box coming back tomorrow for Laffy Con Day 2? Indeed they are. Oh, I asked. Thank God. I want to get a burrito tomorrow. Not a, Ooh. not a, yeah. Do they have burritos? I we think I, they different. have to have a burrito of some sort, right? I don't know, but mm, one thing ask. I want to point out about the Guac Box is everything is fresh to order. Ooh. So it's mm-hmm. not, they have cooked seven pounds of chicken and then it's in the corner of a flat top. They're waiting for warm. them to use it, yeah. I went up, because they were supposed to leave at two today and they stayed they were here for a while. Wow, that's nice and of them. Well, business is good. I um, I was like just in awe staring at their menu. I was like, well, i got to get a steak taco. I'm, I've lived in Southern California for a good portion of time, so i got to have a chicken taco. Totally. It would be a chicken burrito if I could get it, but I didn't want to push. Totally. So, I mean, I was just like zoning out looking at the menu, and I finally ordered. I had to go back and get chips and more stuff. <laughs> and... <laughs> When I ordered the chicken, he said, we don't have any chicken ready, so it's going to be fresh. And I was like, okay. So I definitely took my, or let them take their time. You're like, good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And it was incredible. Mm-hmm. You know, the chips were fried fresh. The salsa's made fresh. 
Yeah, they're excellent. I'm always so happy when we, we come to LaffyCon because I, I know they'll be here to Absolutely. feed me. <laughs> so, AP and Liz, you have this is your first LaffyCon, right? Yeah. This is. We had no idea what we were expecting coming here. We're like, on the way down, we're like, honestly, I don't know what we're walking into or what who's going to be here, what we're going to do, what the schedule is, more mm-hmm. or less. And it, I've, I've had a good time. It's been... A, we got to play some games in the game room. I don't know, Liz. What? Yeah, I've had a good time. You got to have delicious tacos. Yes. What did you guys play box. in the game room? We played Secret Hitler. Got Secret it. Hitler? It's a yeah. it's a fun. It's like Coup. Have you ever played Coup? No. Okay, it's basically like you got to figure out who the Hitler is uh, or, so everybody, or the fascist. Okay, so there's like everybody's mm. playing a role. One person secretly the bad role, but no right. one knows because you're not get, given those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. It was like not let Hitler win, essentially. Yeah. That makes sense. That's like a good life, goal. Right? Yeah, <laughs> don't let him win. That's amazing. Uh, I had something I was going to ask you guys, and my brain does not work. Oh, I remembered what it was. We needed to mention that it's Tyler's first time on Foodies. Yes. Oh, He's never really? done Foodies. Yeah. We've been talking about it for a long time, oh and it just God. made sense. Let's just do it today. Yeah. I'm so glad. Tyler, have you been on all the shows now on the network? Near. I mean, no. no, I mean... All of the original shows? All the original shows? Aside uh, from Journey into Wrestling, which he'll never probably want to be on. Journey into Wrestling, I think, is the only one I have not been on. Right? You, you don't, you're not going to do Journey into Wrestling ever with me? Okay, good. I mean, if you did, like, a just let's focus on the 90s for a little bit. Continue. Like, early oh. 90s, okay. I might get involved in that. Sure. So when are we doing it? Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. Do I, I'm intrigued. Need, do I need to get a squirt bottle full of cold water right now because it yes. looks like it? Yes. <laughs> I'm a little oh, excited. Down boy. They take a cold shower. <laughs> I haven't, I mean, I've, I've, I kind of fell out of wrestling. It just didn't, it, it just stopped being fun. It does. It dep- I think it just depends. But this is not a wrestling show, so we're not going to sit on a tangent for that. Let's get back to food and or movies. I got to know, anybody got any good movies they've seen recently that's not... <laughs> Avengers Endgame, because we can't you. talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, I we guess decided that we weren't going to talk about Endgame today only because so many people have yet to see it. We didn't want to spoil anything, and we still are processing our feelings about it. There is one thing that I want to point out about sure. Endgame, though, um, and it doesn't even really have to do with any of the plot. It's just the last 24 hours, I've seen hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of social media posts of people going out of their way to wait and see it so they're able to see it with their friends and family and people that cannot see it right away yeah and you know you that, that obviously always takes place uh in in modern cinema as as a viewer and a consumer mm-hmm. but just the sheer volume of people that i've seen just since yesterday at four o'clock is incredible because this movie means so much to so many people mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted a long to point time that coming. out. Right. It really was. Yeah. We're gonna have a special on foodies LaShawn when McCoy we talk about it. McCoy did upset me. What's that? Lashawn McCoy is a football player. Just released a video, just totally spoiling the movie. He has like He's almost a, a million followers, He's and a, a lot of people who like make a mistake like that, you would think like they would take the post down. He doubled down on it. He left it up and it was like, I don't care, reshare. Damn. Yeah. Haters gonna hate. Liz and I saw Pet Cemetery. We did. How was that? The because I haven't seen, I never saw the original, so I can't speak to it. We've we've read the books, I think. Oh, you, one you book. I read the book. Liz yeah. read the books, so I, I enjoyed it. It was a nice. We tell. I mean, there's a few things I didn't like. I don't know, Liz. You can probably explain it better than oh, me. Oh yeah, I've got a whole rant on this. But um, in my opinion, it was not 
everyone was like, oh, it's the scariest movie of the year. No, no, no. It was not. No. <sighs> Nothing is better than the original, I have to say. It went, I mean, it followed the book so nicely, and, like, there was all sorts of different things that they changed, and, what, well, you know. I have to interject. Stephen King actually wrote the the screenplay for the mo- the original right, movie yeah. because he didn't want, you know, what happened with The Shining to happen or right, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he wanted creative control over what the story was going to be like, and what was changed in the movies was, you know, his decisions, right. so the narrative could stay as close to the original material as possible. Yeah, there's nothing nothing beats the end of the original Pet Cemetery. like there's nothing. <sighs> that Did- book was really hard to read for me like, yeah. that was a really emotionally difficult book to get through Well yeah, it's a lot of uh, tough stuff It's happened. some tough stuff and Stephen King actually, I read something that he said that uh, that was like the most depressed in his life he had ever been was when he was writing Pet Cemetery. He said that he would just drink for days and write this book and just get it out of him because he just, it was so sad. Right, know? yeah. Wouldn't you say the new movie kind of went out of its way to people who thought the movie was going to go the way of the books to like do the bait and switch? Because I think like it happened a couple times. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. To know, like, with the, the children, and then... I don't want to spoil it for you guys who haven't seen the movie, but, like, with no, the children... I, I saw the original. Was Sarah the seen story. the original? Because, like, you know how, it, like, you know how, like, the original one's going to go, and then they just... They make it... Somebody's going to go right that way, and then they do a hard right into something different. Well, I don't think that you're going to be spoiling anything by saying that what, hap- what, you, what happened, because if you'd seen the trailer, it pretty much gives you the entire movie. Right. The trailer spoiled agree, the entire yeah. movie. Like, there's... I wouldn't worry about spoiling know, this like, one. Well, that's actually a good thing to talk about is trailers and movies, so we'll bring that up in a minute, but keep keep on. All right, because I know, because uh, as, as you know, if you've seen the trailer, that it's not the little boy that's affected, it's the his older sister. The sister. Right, and they do the whole thing like, oh, you think the little kid's going to get hit by the car, and then there's a correction with the vehicle, and it swerves and takes out the, the daughter, and then that's how the whole story, and then like... You know how like the neighbor gets like his ankle cut from under the bed. Yeah, he thinks she's under the bed, and then he, like he kicks the bed out of the way, and she's not there, and he like goes to go down the stairs, and, and that's there. when she gets him. Yeah. So like they're just like, hey, you remember what's gonna happen here? No, it's not gonna happen here. Yeah. It's gonna happen over here. I feel like I, I remember pieces of that from the trailer. Like I I feel like the trailer really exposed the entire plot of the movie, right. so I don't yeah. need to I, see this new remake. I will <laughs> say though that between this movie and Captain Marvel, I think cats in movies have come a long way like they have those cats <laughs> trained really well oh yeah, yeah. and like you see how like this these main coons they used for this movie how they could able to get them comfortable with doing all the stuff like hissing on command being able to dirty them up without them like cleaning themselves or freaking out they really did how a much great of that job. was cg though no none, none. really it was all trained train there was cats. no Interesting. they had three different cats depending on what they're doing like ones that were good for like Making the face is one for certain actions. It was and then one that was like the dead one. Yeah, because like they had like the, the the before cat and the after cat, depending on the one that could do the more vacant stare. You know and what I was just thinking? What kind of life does the person who trains those animals live? Mm-hmm. Like, are they living their best life? life? Well, they probably I, have a uh, blast at work I just training that, animals to do things for movies. What a weird I follow that animal trainer on Instagram for the cat. Like, the cat has oh, a really? really nice existence. <laughs> they had to make sure, like, before they had a special cat trailer for like the cat to just get used to, just to hang out and for all the cat to hang out with all of the cat so it's, it's has to interact with these people and deal with like cameras and all of that just like all the animals they use in movies but they definitely make sure everyone is like comfortable that no one the cat's not freaked out 
So it's they've done they've come a long way, I think. So I was going to ask you guys, or talk about this rather, but you know, we can talk about seeing trailers before movies, especially we saw some trailers before Endgame. I don't know what you guys saw and what you didn't. I was surprised that we didn't get a Spider-Man Far From Home trailer before Avengers. We didn't either. But we got a Dark Phoenix trailer. Uh-huh. I new did not. Star Wars trailer. Yeah. Uh, there was some movie that the Russo brothers are doing. Yeah. So we probably had the same trailer. Yeah. So there was some Russo brothers movie that's got Chadwick Boseman. That one looks really that good. Looks that really 21. Good. 21 Bridges. That looks awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And then there was the, the, Will, the Will Smith movie. Okay. There was also Men in Black. Gemini Man. Gemini Man. And I want to mention Gemini Man. Like, Young it Will looked, Smith. It looked interesting. Like the concept was cool. But I heard two guys behind me, like, literally as soon as the trailer was over, they were just like, and I've seen the whole movie. Because, like... This is a recurring problem. It really is a problem where too many many, um, movie companies try to give people enough that they're hooked, but they give too much. Can we say without spoiling the fact that the Endgame trailer did not in any way give away the plot of the movie? hundred percent agree with that. It gave us enough to be like, oh, that might be how it goes, and then it did not... I think more trailers should be like that. It should give you... Enough to make you interested, but not too much that it detracts from the plot. Well, that's the way movie trailers used to be. Right. Exactly. And now they're doing these, like, tricky trailers where they'll film fake trailers just to make you think a specific thing or a character is going to be there or happen or whatever. And then it doesn't in the movie. Like, there's definitely... like, they're just throwing you for a ride. There was definitely a scene that I can call out that was used majorly in the promotion of Endgame. I'm not going to do it here, obviously, because we don't want to spoil anything. But there was a major shot they used in the promotion of Endgame that isn't even in the movie at all. Mm -mm. You sent me a picture of that moment. We're going to talk about that when we do our little Endgame wrap-up special. Totally. totally. I did see a longer version of the trailer for the the new Godzilla movie. Yes. But I still don't know anything about the plot of that. Monsters. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I I do not know that plot yet. All I know is I really don't know if I like, at least from the trailer, uh, Eleven from Stranger Things. I don't know if I like, I feel like she's just crying in that movie every time she's on screen and I don't know why. That girl's why. just going to be typecast for a while. Can I talk about that for a minute? Yeah, sure. go ahead. Like, it, it's not even relevant to Eleven. It's just Godzilla. I don't go to Godzilla movies to see the human beings in any capacity. I want to see giant monsters fight and kill each other and that's the only movie that I or the only reason I'm sitting in that seat. I do not care any of the other plot. Not one second of it. Yeah, it looked a little emotionally charged for being Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move past that. I like that there's a small yeah. child crying right as soon as you said emotionally charged. Not, I don't like the child crying, please. I bring please. it out of people. What Hopefully they're say? okay. But <laughs> we, got, we got past Brian Cranston. Let's just stop focusing don't on... Don't get past Brian Cranston. Don't we're past sleep him. on him. He's the irrelevant. The biggest problem with this like stupid Godzilla trailer, like that trailer was the music. Like it was, was that stupid... Stupid. What choice. music did they use? Somewhere over the rainbow. That's oh, right. Oh yeah, that was awful. Oh, yeah, that was an yeah, we were mad. I blocked it out. <laughs> I it played an instrumental, like weird dubstep version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I don't understand. And Sarah and I were looking at each other in the theater, going, "Ugh." Yeah, that was a trap, man. That was a trap. It's a trap. That it's was a trap. How do you notice? Trying to make you feel. With it's a Godzilla movie. With, Come self, on. with destruction movies, they'll use like slowed down remix versions of like classics. I remember. When uh, that movie San Andreas, you know that rock movie about like they played, um, oh, what's the a- 2012 reboot? Yeah. Yeah. When they played um, that California Dreaming by Katy Perry, but like they tried to slow it down to make it more ominous. Yeah, and dark. Like, they just take music to make they just take existing songs and try and 
give you like I know that song and it's like it's weird and then it like puts you in a weird state of mind as you're watching the trailer. Mm-hmm. I feel like Sarah should have her own podcast where she talks about this because this is also a big problem in the entertainment world is the Ooh, manipulation yeah. of music. I can't go on that tangent right now. You well, should, I remember actually. you. Uh, I actually don't think I can. I will get a little too emotional about it today. Totally. Well, I remember you when we night. did our our Oscars one. How you hated all of the live performances of all of the all the Oscar nominated original songs. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a whole that's a whole other thing. <laughs> There's a whole machine behind the Oscars that I don't even want to get into. Okay? Yeah, let's Just let's watch not. Adam ruins everything. That's what I'm gonna. Yeah, do. you could yeah. yeah. pay me to watch the Oscars, so I don't. I'm Have so you glad seen you Adam Ruins Everything, Tyler? I pay Tyler? you to watch that show because you will really like it. You You'll will really like Tyler it. Ruins Everything after you watch oh that show. Oh, my God. That I'm would be serious. an amazing I show. I feel like Adam I'm is his uh, man se- of unpopular opinion soulmate. Oh, my little God. Little secret. I've been Tyler Ruins Everything for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. This guy, uh, Adam Netflix, right? O'Hanover. I watch it. Yeah, he knows that he is who he is. <laughs> he, Did you see him on yeah. Rogan? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, his whole oh, thing hilarious. is, well, actually, <laughs> I can... I, that, I that's it. like I love that. Oh. Uh, the thing with Thanos, he's like, uh, when my population decided that we weren't going to survive, I turned to the one decision, and then Strange is like, genocide. <laughs> and then it's like Adam Conover. Well, actually, Strange. Like, this is how it actually is. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I don't like hating on the music and things, but it's, it's a cheap they effort. They make it really they easy it to do, though. But I think well, when you see movies, and sorry to cut you off, I just wanted to say, I think when you see movies that offer a good soundtrack and I want to bring this up to your focus that you really loved the Brian Cranston 2014 Godzilla soundtrack because it was minimalistic oh I do always appreciate a good minimalistic score because you have to think about it you have to choose carefully your notes you don't just get to you know paint everything all willy-nilly like Jackson Pollock okay you don't just go all the strings all the synth all the moods, all the minor keys and chords. More synth. More synth. Let's slow it down because that's more emotional. No, that's more not pace. what you're supposed to do with music. That's Dubstep. not how it's supposed to work. That's why it gives you a, uh, <laughs> as you said, what a weird feeling. Like it makes you it feel unsettled, you. right? When they slow down the Katy Perry song or whatever it is. It's supposed to because it's manipulated to do that. Right. <laughs> I, it's I don't want to formulaic get almost to an extent. They know uh, they can get you if you well, do it that way. Yeah, the song itself is already formulaic, and it's like an incepta formula. Okay, they take it because it's already built into the chord progression because it's a pop song. Okay, like there's ways, music theory that I could present to you, <laughs> which I will not right now, that uh, this actually happens. I mean, the, the chords themselves speak to the unsettling nature of the music, even if it's a happy pop song. And then if you slow it down and you, oh, let's make this one chord minor, and then, ooh, the masses are swooning wrong think about what you're doing that's not uh that's cheap it's lazy it's been i just want you to have a youtube show where you just talk about this you play it and be like this is what's wrong with it i'm a little peter griffin about it Um, grind my gears but uh why do you have the ear for it so you hear all the things you don't like i do have good reasons i have solid reasons and um Mm -hmm. i can be swayed like if somebody gives that's i always invite criticism with that because if people give me good solid hey, this is actually what I think, and here's why. Great. I would love to have a conversation with you about why you hate what I'm doing or whatever it is, or you right. hate this other thing, because uh, that invites good discussion. But people that just hate on stuff for no reason, that's a problem. That's just mm-hmm. hating. Now you're just like a, 
Well, I don't want to talk about it. Hate is going to hate. Hate show, is going to hate. I just remember the haters from Dave Chappelle show. If you guys remember that? <laughs> when they would oh, God. Go walk around, they would go throughout history and just hate on things, hate, you know? Hate, like, hate, hate, Yeah, hate, for no reason. <laughs> That's not constructive for hate. anybody. But there is sometimes valid reasons to hate on things. I mean, mm-hmm. if people are doing things for bad intent, then, yeah, I want my entertainment to be better than that, guys. Think about what you're giving me. You know, I want you who cooks my food to think about the seasonings you put in it, you know, like, yeah, anyways, that's my rant. Rant, I think it's just because it's all done with the intention of making money. This whole music what movie I can't thing. Get into right now. <laughs> yeah, the whole in, the when you change the intention of what's what you're doing, you know, it changes the outcome. And when you go in it with the mm-hmm. intent to just make millions for the masses from the masses, then you're, the masses are going to end up getting what they get and feeling insulted afterwards. Like somewhere over the rainbow, I God, I got to get into it now because you said it, <laughs> the intention. What is the intention behind? Think about it. If you're making a movie about Godzilla and you go, I'm a director, I need music for my trailer or I need music for this. What is your motivation for choosing a slow dubstep version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow? Ask yourself that question. Then you go, oh, you'll probably find a few insidious reasons why they might choose that for you. They want because the audience it's not about Godzilla at that point anymore. It's about tugging your heartstrings because guess what? The whole human race goes somewhere over the rainbow. It's so emotional. And they get all wrapped up in it because it belongs to the heart of the people, you see? So they're exploiting your heart mm-hmm. for to Godzilla. Sell Godzilla. To sell you Godzilla. Think about it. When it's that. a Godzilla, Godzilla movie, and that people are going to see that for Godzilla, we, like you said, you don't need to be emotionally manipulated into seeing a Godzilla right. movie. What about Mothra? I'm okay with all the (laughs) whatever they can they could make the worst film of all time but if they thought about that score it might become the most brilliant piece of abstract art you know right you don't know it it is the thread that goes through everything that tells the story in a movie because a movie without a score is not anything Correct. Try to watch one. Go to the silent. That's film just a era. live play. Yeah, and well, watch. The try film to watch era had it. Scores though. That's how they. But it was it was different. Uh, yeah. I, again, a discussion, a longer historical discussion that I will not get into right now about the silent <laughs> film music industry. However, uh, that's for another episode. That's for another day. That's for another foodie. Sir's is, gonna have, a, is gonna have a series about this now. I love Sarah and Tyler debate Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> you would make a good Charlie Chaplin. I could see it. Thank you. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know about the physical humor part of it for you, but, yeah. you know. Eh. I'm pretty self-destructive already. It makes sense. Yeah. But, dude, <laughs> go watch some silent movies without any of the stock music that they put over it. There's no... They didn't invest the time to play, play a scene. They were just playing to a mood. They would have a... You know, to put it more or less, they, you, like a piano player or an organist would get a book that would have danger music and then there would be all these like pieces in there and there would be you know surprise or sadness it was, it was just generic moods and they would pick them live throughout the book as if they were playing to like a church service or something you know they would be picking all of the moods and the music as the film would be going on so something you know if there was a chase scene happening in the in the silent film well, they'd be playing a little ragtime piece or something going on like that was peppy and upbeat that was as they thought fitting picture to music back then that was the early days of that mm-hmm. but uh it's much more intricate now and if i i can hear it when i catch somebody like uh, what's was that movie with uh nate we watched it was a comedy i think it was like jason bateman he was this f- like a tv composer and he was all bored with it and he's like 
playing all of these synth chords and stuff. Oh, are you talking like, about Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Is that the one? It was one yes. of those. Because he did the cop show and he yeah, did the music and he hated for the cop show. He was sitting Jason there just Siegel. like. Jason Siegel. Siegel. Thank you. Sorry. I don't, I'm terrible with names. Yes, him. Uh, and he was, whatever. But he was like sitting there all like bored, just like watching. Ominous like, tones. Ominous tones. And he's just like holding one note on the keyboard. And it's just like, that's what I mean by uninspired. There is a stock thing that was set up uh, that people use that can be used effectively. It's kind of like when people, you know, write the same four chords in a song. You know, you can use that super effectively. Or you can just grab them out of a hat and go, I know four chords. Now I can write a whole album. I mean, there's, that's. <laughs> ACDC. <laughs> Anyways, Thank now I, I, does, is my rant over yet? Is somebody <laughs> else? Is somebody else? Well, poke luckily the bear? we are <laughs> actually at the end of this mini, so we are right here uh, at the nice wrapping point. We're gonna get the uh, oh, the podcast. No, you're fine. That was great. To. I love no, that I like you dominated. dominated. Oh, yeah, that was great. That was unexpected. Killer. We need to do more episodes based on music too, though, because it is a very large yeah. portion of the importance of movies. Without spoiling anything, Sarah, let's ask this one final question to you directly. Did you enjoy the score to Endgame? Uh, yeah, I did only because it uh, they pulled the heartstrings at just like the right moments. I didn't feel like they were they were cheating. I mean, because it is one of those fan service movies, so I think the score lent itself to that. They they took from a lot of places. I would like to watch it again just to listen for the different themes that come in and out. Like I wasn't listening we were for so it. Into it I was listening. I was in it for the story the first time through. So I'm I, sure I'll see it a couple more times. I will pay more, more attention to that, but. I, there was nothing glaringly offensive to me while I was sitting there. Like I did, I wasn't sitting there doing, oh my god, why are they doing this or that? Like, I felt like I was in the movie and it and it did what it was supposed to do. It told the story for me. So yeah. No pop right. songs. Bright side. <laughs> Correct. Like we want Captain Marvel. I was know. getting ready to bring that up. If you didn't, <laughs> you love that song. That's your favorite song, right? Um, <laughs> you know, to to be fair, I did hear that they had trouble. Uh, cat. Right didn't we song. talk about that? You we talked about it on the yeah. previous. We yeah, talked we talked about, about it on the last episode of Foodies, I think. All yeah. right, folks. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. This has been Foodies Watching Movies, Season 3, Episode 16. You can check out the Foodies Watching Movies show on the Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. We had an all-star cast of characters. Liz, AP, Tyler, Veronica, and Sarah joining me today. This has been Foodies Watching Movies, and I've been Nate. Sarah, Veronica, Tyler, Andrew, Liz, and we will see you guys later. Eat fearless.